Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. What up, though? I Heart Miko Podcast. This might be episode 11. I'm not even sure because I had to destroy some bums on the last episode. I apologize for the audio issues. You know, I had to do it ratchet style on them because they tried to come for your girl. You can't come for me and do not come for me unless I send for you. Jesus, when will people learn that shit? Anyway, so I, I sent for some people on this episode. I sent for some AFC and NFC South representers to tell me about the divisions as you know I definitely know about the NFC South but I didn't really want to talk about it myself because I'm definitely going to be biased so I've got uh, Gina Thomas who um, is a writer for the Atlanta Falcons joining me I've got Chaps joining me I don't know where Chaps is from and then I've got Charles joining me he's Sunday fiascos these three guys and ladies are going to be joining me to discuss the divisions don't get mad if they say that your team is whack okay it's not in stone it's just people's predictions we're all guessing here no one knows what it's really gonna be like but I just hope you guys enjoy it and have some fun and it can start a little bit of banter and arguing on Twitter fun arguing you guys fun 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 okay we're gonna have fun this year I'm not gonna be talking about the bugs so I'm gonna be able to have a whole lot of fun with you guys and I hope you enjoy it we're gonna have Gina Thomas up first my homegirl from Atlanta is gonna join us first all right well my first guest Gina Thomas who is a beat writer for the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South so Gina how are you today I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for joining me, man. It's about time I got you on my podcast. We've been we've been friends <laughs> for a while now, and you know we were supposed to do a show together. Didn't happen yet, but it's all good. One one day we're gonna get there. But um, yes, we are. I'm I'm happy because I find I got a girl on with me to talk about some football, which is rare these days. You know, we don't know anything about football. Oh yeah, so I hear. <laughs> what are you What are you doing, Gina? This is not your lane, man. Come on, talk about cheerleading or something. You know, leave this to the men, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could be giving laundry tips and you know recipes and things like that. I don't really know what I'm doing over here writing about football. <laughs> so, since you represent the Falcons, let's start with them. Tell me about your beloved Falcons. What can we expect from this year's Falcons team? So last year, the offense really kind of struggled. Um, they were adapting to a new scheme under Kyle Shanahan. It's not necessarily the best fit for Matt Ryan. It requires him to be a little bit more mobile, which, I mean, you've been watching that since he came into the league. You know that right. Matt Ryan, God bless him, but he's not a mobile quarterback. Right. Um, and so it's been, it's been a big adjustment. And it's not just that, but it's also all of the offensive terminology they use has changed. When they were playing – under Dirk Cutter, who is now the Tampa Bay head coach, um, they kept the terminology the same from Mike Malarkey. So that was less of an adjustment. This has been a huge adjustment. So after another full off season to adapt to the scheme, um, I think that we're seeing some improvement. What okay. they really need to work on offensively is timing. Um, and they've incorporated Alice Mack at center and Mohamed Sanu at wide receiver. And so just kind of acclimating to new players and, and adapting to that timing is, the issue that they're working on now, but we've seen improvement for camp Um, on the deep. Yeah, it is good. Um, And I do think that we'll see a big improvement on that side of the ball this season. Um, They were pretty bad last season. So that's definitely necessary. Defensively, they added some rookies who are really fast and really athletic. And I'm really excited about those guys. Um, Devondre Campbell and Deion Jones at linebacker and then Keanu Neal at strong safety. So those are really the players that we're keeping an eye on defensively because I think that in terms of speed and athleticism, they're huge upgrades. So I'm excited to see how they impact that side of the ball. Okay, so I know that, um, you know, I spoke to Julio, who's a good friend of mine, and um, I Mm -hmm. was asking him about some of the offensive issues, and he basically was telling me that it was the new scheme thing, that they had to just get their timing. Like, same thing you're actually saying, so that's kind of good to know that 
you actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but Julio didn't seem worried at all. He he was totally confident about it. He just said they just needed, you know, last year. But you know, he was saying this year would be much better. So that's that's positive for for your team. You know, so that's a good thing. What have you guys doing with the secondary? You know, since since my husband left, it hasn't really looked that awesome. What's going on with that though? Yeah. So they've got. Um Desmond Trufant, who is a good young cover yes. corner mm-hmm. on one side, and then they have Robert Alford right now on the other side. I personally think that Robert is better suited for the nickel position just in terms of his speed. I love how physical he is. But um, I think that their intention was to put Jalen Collins, who was their second-round draft pick last year, mm-hmm. on the outside opposite Trufant. But he's serving a four-game suspension to start the season for PEDs. Oh. And so that kind of throws a wrench into things. Um, and the other thing about Jalen Collins is that, you know, he has the physical attributes that Dan Quinn wants in a corner, but he was really raw as a prospect. Okay. And he was definitely a reach in the second round. Okay. And so he's developing and he's improving, but he's really not where he needs to be. So I think that that other outside position opposite Trufant is still a big question mark heading into the season. So that's, I think, an area of concern. They have a couple of guys in camp who are standing out. DeMarcus Van Dyke is a guy that I've got my eye on in terms of potentially winning that outside spot. He's really okay. big and he's also really fast. And so they're looking at him also as a gunner on special teams. And okay. so that's a guy who may end up locking up a roster spot and starting out outside opposite of Trufant. Okay, good. Um, so give me a give me a prediction for the Falcons. I mean, I don't know the schedule. Tell me about the strength of schedule and um, let me know what you think a record prediction would be for them this year. They have a really tough schedule this year, and this is a team that has been average or below average for the past three seasons. And I think that they still have a long way to go, particularly on defense, because on defense, the reason that they haven't been as good is they've let a lot of good players walk and it's been a talent deficit issue. And so it takes time to correct that. And so I just don't think they're there yet with their schedule facing teams like Carolina twice in one season. um, I'm looking at nine and seven. So I think that they take a step forward even though it's going to be a small step forward I think that they finish with a winning record but nine and seven is about the ceiling that I see for the Falcons team Devontae Freeman I'm a fan I love that kid he's dope he's right oh so great yes he's just he's a great person he's so talented he works so hard he's somebody who will work and work and work to be the best that he is and what's been fun is to see the competition between him and Tevin Coleman who's really improve this offseason. I'm really excited to see what he can do. The Falcons may have a really solid one-two punch at running back with those two. And they compete, but they, I mean, they both understand on the field it's business, but off the field they just push each other to get better. And they just want each other to be as good as they can possibly be for the benefit of the team. They're, they're just both great, great guys, and I'm excited to see what they do this season. Okay, so weakest element of the team, offense, defense, or special teams. What do you see as their weakness going into the season? Uh, You know, the defense, I think that we're seeing them improve a bit. Um, Offensively, that was the weakness last year. I think that they're going to be better and more effective this year. I have to say, though, special teams has me concerned. Matt Bryant's been sitting out the past few practices. He's not going to play tonight. They have this other kid, uh, Nick Rose, an undrafted free agent out of Texas in, uh, competing for the kicker role. And then Devin Hester, obviously the team parted ways with him. And so the return specialist, yeah, it was. Uh, I have always loved Hester as a player. I was so happy that I got to cover him as a Falcon, and I'm very sorry to see him go. But um, that position is really up in the air. J.D. McKissick had a return for a touchdown in preseason action last week. But he's a guy who, you know, has kind of flashed here and there in practice, but not really consistently. They have a seventh-rounder, Devin Fuller, from this year, who was a good return specialist at UCLA, who's also competing for that job. So neither one of those guys is Devin Hester. And so I think that they're going to (laughs) definitely take a step back in that position. So, you know, puncher... Matt Bosher is so good. And so I think that position yeah. is really solid. Long snapper is good. But in terms of the return specialist position and um, the kicker, the uncertainty there, I think that special teams at this point 
has got to be the biggest question. That said, Coach Keith is just phenomenal, and I think you he will know, put them in shape. You know I love him. <laughs> Oh, Keith I is do. the He's man. So great. He is the man. I, I almost want you guys to get hard knocks again just so people can hear his speeches. He is the man. Oh my I have God. to say, I have I have stolen his phrase, you're not good enough to be an asshole. And I use it all the time. <laughs> I might have he to steal so that great. too. Oh my God. He's great. So um, let's jump ship. Let's talk about these other three teams. Obviously, you probably can't talk about them in as much detail, but um, give me a little bit about, you know, your division leader, the Carolina Panthers. What do you know about them? So, I mean, obviously, they've got Cam Newton at quarterback. Cam is a really special athlete. Uh, He is just, he's phenomenal. He's, He's great whether he's passing the ball, whether he's running the ball. It doesn't matter what he's doing. He's great. And because of his size and his speed, He's very difficult to defend. And so when they've got Cam under center, they just are always going to have a shot at any given game. Um, And not just that, but Cam looked great last year when his top receivers were like Ted Ginn Jr. and Philly Brown. And so he gets Calvin Benjamin back this year. Yeah. And so I just. The person I'm hearing is going to destroy my husband. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see about that. We'll talk about that later. So anyway, but getting Benjamin back is huge for that yeah. offense. And so um, I think that, you know, offensively, the Panthers are going to be pretty similar to what they were last year, maybe even a little bit better with Benjamin back. On defense, um, they let Josh Norman walk. They were sent to this franchise tag, which was a – I mean, Norman is good, but mm-hmm. I think that it was a business decision. They wanted – they ended up bringing in three young corners to compete for playing time um, in the draft. And so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But even if their secondary isn't as good without Norman, they still have such a that tough front seven that I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, that yeah, defense is solid, is. and I think that's why he was let go of, because honestly, you don't let go of a, a true shutdown corner, which he was not. He played zone mostly, and not no shade. You know, right. he's still a good player, but if he was a true shutdown corner, I don't think they let him go. I think they believe in their system enough that they can plug in some guys that are pretty decent because they got that front yeah. seven, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of times people underestimate how much being able to pressure opposing quarterbacks with your front seven impacts the play of the secondary. Yeah, it is. You can put me in the secondary if you got that front seven. (laughs) I might be all right. So, yeah, I mean, my my expectation for Carolina is that they win the division again. I just think that they're still pretty intact from last year. They're really good on both sides of the ball. Um, They did let their punter walk, but the Jaguars overpaid them. I think that it wasn't a bad decision. Well, that's a Jags thing. You know that, right? It is. It is. (laughs) It definitely is. So (laughs) I think that they're they're still going to be pretty consistent from last year to this year. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, unfortunately, but... I can't yeah, even be a Cam it's Newton fan anymore this year now. I'm in the division. So now I got to say, <laughs> fuck you, Cam. And I don't even want to do that. Damn it. But I have I'm to now. Gonna fight. I'm still going to fight people who bitch about everything that Cam does. Yeah. Well, you know what? People. I'm not like, going to fight him anymore. You know why? Because he just said that racism is over. And seven well, months ago, true. he said, I can't believe there's still racism and I'm a black quarterback. Like, make up your mind, dude. Make a, is there yeah, racism the or not? Is, like, or just shut up. Like the rest of the famous wealthy people. Just shut up. Don't say anything. <laughs> when people get mad at Cam for celebrating, for being good at his job, mm-hmm. and That's they annoying. call him a thug. That's they annoying. They call him a thug. It's racially coded language. Yes. It's absolutely racist. And yeah. he does everybody a disservice by not admitting that. Yeah. I don't know why he did that. I don't know if this, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in the, a lot of the, the athletes and entertainers of the world, they get a lot of endorsements and things. They can be talked into saying anything for money. I can't mm-hmm. and neither can my husband, but I don't shade everybody else that wants to get their money and will say whatever. Because I truly know that Cam knows that the racism is still there. He might have been told to say yeah. that. And you know what? Get your money, Cam. I can't, I can't even be mad at you. Let's move on yeah. to, to the Saints, my favorite quarterback in the league, Drew Brees. He's looking a you know, little, looking a little, little, little less than Drew Brees these days. What do, what do you think? You know, even a partially effective Drew Brees is better than most quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think that it's it's just the reality of it. I mean, he's just he's a phenomenal quarterback. It makes me angry because I hate that team, but he's so good. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Brees is getting up there in in age, but. 
he's Drew Brees. As long as they have Drew Brees under center, they've got a shot to win. And one of the additions that the Saints made in the draft that I love, and I'm only a little bit biased here because he's a Buckeye, <laughs> Michael Thomas. Oh, <laughs> Michael Thomas, tell me about I him. I was so mad. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal receiver, and I guess that he's had really good chemistry with Brees. I know this because all these Saints fans tweet me every time this kid does anything in camp. <laughs> it makes oh. me so angry. <laughs> Well, he's from L.A., anyway, so he's I, probably really good since, you know, L.A. Yeah, people are good. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm just he's just, he's, he's so athletic, and he's really fun to watch, and um, I think that he's been a great addition to that team. So I hope that he succeeds, but I hope the Saints go 0-16. So do I. Their defense <laughs> um, has been pretty terrible over the, quite a few years now. Not terrible, but not great at all. And I don't see they, I didn't I see mean, anything they drastic. Were, Did they do anything, like any, any changes? They, they did a little bit. They added a few players, but one of their big additions, Sheldon Rankins, their first-round pick, defensive tackle out of Louisville, mm-hmm. he was injured this week, and um, I think that he may miss the season, so that was a huge, <gasps> huge loss oh, for them. Yeah. I hate that. I, just something that you – he was a great addition. He was a great pickup. Um, aside from Sean Robinson, he was the top defensive tackle in the draft, and just a great pickup for them, a huge area of need. And, I mean, I hate the Saints. But I hate to see any player get injured. Yes. And so I just, I was heartbroken for him. And it's just really, genuinely unfortunate. So another big addition that they made in the draft, another Buckeye, Von Bell, a safety. And that was another love big these area. Buckeyes, huh? I do. I do <laughs> love these Buckeyes. It's kind of interesting that safety has been a weakness for them, even though they added Bird a couple of years ago. But he's been hurt the whole time that he's been there. And so um, it's going to be interesting to see if they improve. They were historically bad a couple of years yes, ago. Like they had I literally remember. the worst stats of any NFL team in history, which I loved and I relished <laughs> it. And I made fun of their fans all the time. Lucky for you. It. Lucky you. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> I do that to some teams too. Yes. It's, it's fun. <laughs> they deserve it. They troll me all the time. Yes. So they ask for it. But, um, you know, I think that they will be a better defense this year. It's just that they're starting out. You know, from they were so bad last year, even if they improve, I think they're still going to be pretty rough on that side of the ball. So, you know, the defense, I think, will continue to be a weakness. It just depends on how much the offense can get done. They're just going to have to outscore teams. Wow. So tell me about the team that's going to win the division, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tell me about them. (laughs) Yeah, I think that everybody is kind of sleeping on Tampa Bay. They are, Uh, right? They've been bad for the past few seasons, Mm -hmm. but... They've made really smart additions. Jameis, I think, had a really strong rookie campaign, and I think he takes a step forward this season. Mm. He's got great receivers to work with, and Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, and then Austin Safarian Jenkins also, um, great receiving tight end. And then uh, the run game. I think that the run game is certainly an area where they're going to be followed this year with Doug Martin and Charles Sims. Yeah. I think that, you know, offensively they should be fine. Um, on defense, I love the Mike Smith hire. I love it. Um, I loved Smitty when he was here. I think that he is maybe a guy who's better suited for a coordinator role. Some people, you know, being a head coach and being a big picture guy, that's a completely different. It's stressful as well. And it doesn't allow him to really focus on what he's really good at, which is coaching a defense. You know, that was one of the the, the big reasons that we chose to go to the Bucks because Brent knows the defense and he also knows, Coach Smith is like a, even though he's a little stressful sometimes and he gets a little fired uh-huh. up, his face was beat <laughs> red in our pre- first preseason game. It was like maybe two minutes left in the fourth quarter and he was like still fired up. Fired up. You know what I mean? So he takes, yeah, he, ta- you, you know, he takes it very serious. So, so it's a, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift for us that really want the team to, you know, to be fired up, but it's a curse for the players. So they're just like, come on, coach, just, just relax a little bit. But he takes everything totally serious. What do you think about the uh, Bucks defense? You know, cause they, they um, historically, uh, last couple years been, been probably the Achilles heel of the team. Would you Which say? is interesting because they have so much talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would. I totally agree with that. But they have so much talent. I mean, Gerald McCoy, Levante, David. You have two of the better players Jesus. in the league at Beasts. their position. Beasts. People um, argued yeah. with me when I said Levante David is probably the best linebacker in the league. I said he was better than Luke Keegley, and people went off. And I was like, listen, I'm not saying Keegley is terrible. He's awesome, but I just think I said, yeah, McCoy's a, a I, dog. I, I totally agree with that. I yeah. would totally agree with that. And I think that, you know, 
for Keekley, he's on a very good team. Yeah. And so those players get a lot of shine because they're on a good team. If you're on a bad, if you're a great player on a bad defense, you don't no get one's as much gonna attention. Know. And so then, no, the casual fan doesn't know that you're great because you're not on the best defense. I mean, that's just kind of the way perception works in the NFL. But um, yeah, so with McCoy and, and Levante David, I think that you know they've got great established talent to work with, and I love, I love the moves that they made this offseason. Bringing in Grimes, who, you know, one of my favorite players in the league. Yeah, um, mine too. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and then I loved their draft. I loved their draft. Um, I love that they brought in Hargreaves and Noah Spence. I mm-hmm. think that those guys are two players who can come in and be difference makers right away. So I just think that they made really smart moves. I'm, I'm still questioning moving up for the kicker. I'm still yeah, everybody's, <laughs> sure everybody's definitely questioning that, you know. They they made the decision, so you know they're gonna have to live with it. And and if it was, mm-hmm. we'll find out, I guess, if it was really worth it because apparently he kicks the shit out of the ball. So, I mean, yeah. I guess we're gonna find and, out. I mean, the, the way that the rules are changing, uh, I think that you know having a really strong kicker is going to be a necessity. So, um, you know, I don't know. I I wouldn't have moved up for a kicker, but there's all kinds of conversations happening with front offices during the draft, and they may have had intel that somebody else was going to take him and. You know, mm-hmm. I, who knows? But um, aside from that move, which I did question, I think that they had a great draft. I love especially the Hargreaves and the Noah Spence picks. Yeah, I've been watching Spence, and I, I know I'm not supposed to be talking about the Bucks, but um, I'm impressed. I can't even lie. I'm impressed. Uh-huh. I'm impressed with Spence. I, I, I'm not covering the Bucks this year, just so, you know, the Dolphins <laughs> fans can eat shit uh, for a year. But um, but I think Spence, he, he's he's got my, my eyebrows up every time I see him making plays and everything. So uh, I, I think um, the division is, is, is very competitive this season. It's going to be pretty competitive, in my opinion. But who do you have winning the division? Are you, are you sticking with Carolina? Do you think anybody else has a chance? Give me the one through four uh, for the division. I'm sticking with Carolina. Okay. And then the next, the next three, I think it's going to be the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Saints coming in last. Crazy, huh? How it just changed. The Saints used to be like the dominator of this division. Crazy, they did. It is. Rolls I mean, it's, change. You know, you, any any given Sunday, any given year, it all changes. Yeah. Well, Gina, I got to thank you for joining me. You know, I got to get a whole bunch of people on today, so we'll be sure. I'm definitely going to be calling you again anytime I need to have some Falcon talk. You will be my boo thing. So <laughs> well, I look um, forward to it. Tell tell everybody your Twitter and how they can reach you. Any other websites? Anything you got going on? Great. Um, on Twitter, I am Gina Thomas. It's at J E A N N A Thomas. And you can find my work at thefalcoholic.com. That's the Falcons blog on SB Nation's family of sites. And I also cover the NFL as a whole for SB Nation. So you can find my work there also. Great. Good luck this season. I will see you week one. Drinks on me. (laughs) Yes, I look forward to it. Good luck to you this season, too. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, don't you just love talking to female reporters that know what they're talking about? You know, this whole tits and vagina thing. Some of us actually know what we're doing. It's pretty cool. So thanks. I'm, I'm so happy Gina joined us and um, talked to us about the NFC South. My next guest goes by the name of Chaps. Met him on Twitter. Shout out to everybody on Twitter that's really doing it the right way. And I hear, Chaps, that you're doing it the right way. I'm trying to. You're trying yeah, to? I'm trying to. Cool. So we don't know each other. So this is like our first actual conversation, which is weird. But we're going to have fun, right? Yeah, definitely. So there were there were quite a few people on social media tagging me, asking me to have you on to discuss the AFC South. They said you kind of know what you're talking about a little bit, so I wanted to have you on so you can discuss four, all four teams. Um, but what I really want to know is, is there a favorite in here of the division? Yeah, I'm actually a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Boom. So let's talk about the Jags first. Tell me about your right. beloved Jaguars. All right, so this is the first time really in years that we have a lot of optimism going into the season. We've, I'm sure you know we've been down and out for mm-hmm. uh, getting close to 10 years now. But with the offense looking the way that it does and there's a lot of young talent on the defense, it might be time for us to make a little playoff run. So that would be pretty dope. That would be. I've always been a fan of the, the Jags, mainly because one of my best friends, Lil Duval, 
you know, I don't know if you know who he is. He's a comedian. He's, yeah, I do. Yeah, he's obsessed. He he sends me pictures. He he talks trash to me anytime we play against him. It's it's kind of fun, but you know, I always try to root for the teams that my friends are fans of. And and you can't. How do you not cheer for Jacksonville? They haven't really done a lot recently so I'm always like trying to cheer for the underdog but I do believe you and when you say that you know this could be a turnaround year for them so tell me what Blake Bortles is looking like so far well Blake's had a really good offseason um, they had their first game I actually went up I went up to New York to see him play their first game and he looked great look at you um, you only had one what's that I said look at you traveling with the team yeah so uh he only had one drop pass, and that would have been a touchdown to Julius Thomas. It just bounced off of Thomas's hands. So he looked really calm in the pocket, and he's everything that I've read about him this offseason, he's just gotten better, and he's in more control of the offense. So I'm looking forward to him letting him lose some. That was one of the issues that they had last year, that he performs better whenever he can control everything, where they go into like a hurry-up offense. They were, they were a lot more dynamic than just trying to line up and huddle, and that's not the way that Blake plays really well. He plays better whenever he can be more free and control everything himself. So hopefully they give him a little bit more reign to control the offense this year. Okay, what's the running game looking like? Because, you know, that's a big part of the NFL. If you can control line of scrimmage and run the ball, you can do anything. Yeah, it looks really good. They have T.J. Yeldon, who's a second-round running back last year from the University of Alabama, and he had a pretty good rookie year. And they also got Chris Ivory from the Jets. Ooh. So they have, I, I feel annoying. like they have one of the best one-two tandems in the NFL right now. Yeah, um, I, I Chris Ivory is one of the players that, that really annoys me. And the reason is because sometimes they, they run an offense, a scheme. Well, they did with um with the Jets when he was there. They run a scheme where they run at the damn corner all the time. How annoying, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he's on my team now. Yeah, he has, he's... He's a good he runner. had a really strange game with the Jets Jaguars last year. He had like 22 rushes for like 23 yards. Weird. But he also had two touchdowns. So it was a really strange game for him. Yeah. What what is their defense looking like? They I know they ha- they got Jared Audrick, who's one of my favorite players ever. He's probably the most interesting man in the world. And um, they took him yeah, from the, from the Dolphins, and and that that D line is is um it's looking pretty good. Yeah, it is. The, the defensive line looks a lot better. They Dante Fowler, who tore his ACL last year, is back, and he's looked really good in camp. And they also got um, Ngagwe, who was a third-round pick out of Maryland. And they they brought in Malik Jackson from Denver. Um, they paid him about $90 million to come in and, and stir up the three-technique spot. Um, they drafted Miles Jack in the second round, and they got Jalen Ramsey in the first round. So they really revamped the offensive a lot, or the defense a lot. Jags had a lot of money to spend the last couple of years, and they are cashing people out. Is it going to pay they off really this They really are, year? and have, they still have like $40 million. Whoa. Is, well, they need, it needs to start paying off, you know? They need to start, you know, competing in that division. What do you think the problem is, why they haven't been competing, in, and if there is going to be a problem this year, what do you see it as? The... I feel like the offense is going to be good. I feel like the offense is going to be a top 10 offense in the league. Um, the oh. biggest question is going to be they're really young on the decent defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, if you don't have a pass rush, you don't have much on defense. Yeah. And they're relying on two really young players to be their edge guys and Dante Fowler and, and Gagwe. And there's a, there's a learning curve at that position. So yeah. if they can get to the quarterback consistently, whether it's through interior pass rush or along the edge, I think they'll be good. Okay. Um, do you have a prediction for the year? Uh, and, and tell me about the schedule, the strength of schedule. Is it a weak schedule? Is it difficult? You know, tell me about that and what you think their record will be at the end of the season if they make the playoffs. Um, I feel they play the AFC West and the NFC. Um, they play the Packers, the Bears. Okay. And yeah, North. so I feel like they have a not an easy schedule, not as easy as they were last year. They didn't capitalize on the easy schedule last year, but I feel like the AFC West isn't going to be as strong because I think Denver's going to take a little step back with their quarterback situation, and um, that's really where it's going to come down to because if they win their division games, I feel like they're the three teams in the division that I feel are on par with the Jaguars are the, the Colts and the Texans. I think they're 
they're about the same. They're they're pretty equal, and the the Titans are just a step below. So it's really going to come down to the division. If they can mm-hmm. win in the division and they can come away with a majority of the wins in the division, then I think they'll be okay. Now, did the Colts? Um, but oh, my record prediction for them would be eight and eight. Eight and eight. Okay, I don't know if that gets you in the playoffs unless you win the division. So if you if you like yeah, you said, if you win I, the division, they're going to get in. Yeah, I feel like that it. I feel like eight and eight could, or maybe they'll, if they sneak one more nine and seven, I think nine and seven is going to win the AFC South because I think that they're going to still have trouble with uh, other divisions. Okay. Who, who won the division last year? Was it the Colts? No, it was the Texans. The Texans. Oh, they got a monster they got, over there. The Texans got smoked by Kansas City. In yeah. The oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Gee, oh, that was nasty. Oh man! So tell yeah, me about. I think it was like thirty-eight to nothing or yeah, something like that. It was bad. <laughs> the Texans. What did they do this year besides go get Osweiler? Um, still got JJ Watt. Still got. Um, did they sign um, Hopkins? Did he get his contract yet? No, he didn't. He decided to come back. Um, they have Fuller. They got Will Fuller, and everything that I've read about him, he's got a ton of speed, and he's been working pretty well with Osweiler. I feel like the Texans could be a really good team just depending on how Osweiler does. But I don't think Osweiler's good, and I don't think he's going to be worth that contract at all. Why do you think um, that? Do you think that it was catfish, what, what we saw in Denver? I mean, think about how bad Peyton looked in the playoffs. And <laughs> he did. Osweiler and he still was won. sad for him. Yeah, he still won, but they won because of the defense. But Osweiler was sad for that version of Peyton Manning, and that, that version of Peyton Manning was not a good one. It so, got a Super Bowl, though. You can't hate on that. No, but Brad Johnson got Tampa Bay one, too, and I feel like Look at you Peyton Manning shade. now is the... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, love I, feel it. Like, I feel like Peyton Manning of last year did Brad Johnson a favor because now Brad Johnson is not the worst quarterback to win oh, a my. Super Bowl. I love you. I'm following you, officially a follower of you. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> okay, so um, tell me about the um, I lost all to tell me about the Colts. What do you see them doing the Colts, this year? I feel like the Colts have been the same franchise for twenty years, where they have the quarterback in place, they have the offensive, the offensive talent. They just don't have the defense to do it. I think their defense is going to be really bad, and I think they're going to get ran through. If Luck can control the line of scrimmage and they can go on long drives that are seven, eight minutes, they're going to have a chance. But if he can't do that and he's still turnover prone, I feel like they're going to take take a big step back, even with Luck being healthy. Well, you know, I think um, what, I think he was injured last year, and that might have been part of the reason that he looked so bad. And then, you know, everyone argues about the offensive line and being so trash, but he's always had a trash offensive line, and he was fine then as well. So I'm kind of inclined to believe it may be injury. And I and I have heard um, from, you know, I won't say anybody's names, but I have heard that he's healthy and he's looking good so far. So do you think they challenge for the um, the division title this year with him being healthy? Definitely, I do. I think that if he can control and he's back to being luck of 2015 or 2014, then they can be in there because he's one of the he's one of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL for sure. Yeah. But I feel like he gets a lot of credit based on what people thought he was going to be. And mm-hmm. if you really look at what he did last year, even though he was injured, and some of the play that he had the year before that, he's still really turnover prone. He does the same things as Blake Bortles essentially, like where he can. He'll have you in the game, and he can have you in the game, but he can definitely cost you the game as well with a really dumb play here or there. He's but you're right, balls, the offensive though. line got better. What's that? He's got balls. That's one thing. He, he's yeah, not he does. I like throw, the way he, he plays. Yeah, he, he, he's not afraid to challenge the secondary, throw some balls, and make some people play defense. So when you're that kind of player, you do have a higher risk of turnovers. However, if you're, if you're a punk and don't want to take any chances and, be, and play it safe, you know, you never get anywhere. So I, I, I kind of like him that, that he has balls and he does take a lot of chances. But like you said, it does result in some turnovers, and, and we've actually benefited from some of them. <laughs> Yeah, and I wasn't hate. Anytime the Colts lose, I'm a happy man. So I, it's totally fine. I can totally imagine um, that. But they have they got Ryan Kelly at center, and I think he's really going to help them. It'll be the first time that they had really good center play um, with Luck. So I mean, he's going to be a rookie, so that's always tough. A rookie center is difficult, but yeah. I feel like Ryan Kelly is a really talented guy. What about and Moncrief is oh, good, and oh, yeah, T.Y. Hilton's is. good. If T.Y. but T.Y.'s got to stay healthy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 um, the whole they, thing in the whole their league. Their skill positions are good. I think this is going to be the year that Frank Gore really kind of takes a step back because he's just taken so many hits over the years. Yeah. But I don't know if he's going to have that same ability to just keep going and going. He's got to drop off at some point, and I feel like this is the year that you're hoping for it anyway, happening. right? I'm hoping for it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about their defense. Um, you know, if they Brian Arakbo or not Brian Arakbo, their defense is it's a struggle. I mean, they have they obviously have Vontae Davis, who's a great cornerback, mm-hmm. um, who I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. and they have Robinson on the other side. So those guys are really going to set the pace for them. They have Dequell Jackson who's coming back and Theo Moore and Mathis is still on the outside. It, Mathis seems like he's been playing since like 1985. Yeah, forever. Right? Like, it's like, like that dude, name. Like, is like, is he still in the league? Man? Like he's been there forever. Yeah, that is and true. He's, but he's still a good player, an incredible swim move. So he's still going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, okay. But yeah, I feel like their defense is, the same defense really that they've had for years where they're going to be a little bit undersized where if they don't create pressure, then they're not going to let Vontae Davis do his thing. So I'm not really concerned about their defense. Uh, I feel, especially in the division, I feel Houston has the best defense by far in the division. And then it would be Jacksonville and then probably Tennessee above the Colts. I feel like mm. the Colts have the worst so Titans have Titans is the weakest link of of the division. Um, they've got the the what's the quarterback's name again? Um, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. What do you think of him? I think he's the most vanilla human being on the planet. <laughs> like he's just so boring, man. Like ridiculous. Every interview is like you. Uh, he's like a robot. I can't stand yeah, Marcus Mariota. I know what you mean. I think he's just trying not to make any mistakes. You know, it's tough being a quarterback in the league. It's it's really tough. And everything you say is scrutinized and heavily weighed. If everyone dissects every word and tries to, well, what I think he meant was, you know, so he might be just trying to play it safe. I don't, I don't know him personally. I don't know anyone that actually knows him. I could actually call Harry Douglas and ask him about his personality. But I, I, I know what you're saying, and I, and I do agree with it. From the interviews, that just it just gets so tiring to hear quarterbacks give the same stupid ass answers every single week, and that's what Mariota. Does. That's why I like Bortles. Bortles doesn't do that. Bortles goes out and speak his mind. He's like a, he's just like a dude that you would like to chill with at a bar and drink a beer. Mm, I love beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the Titans. Their, their offense. Their running game. You know. Tell tell me what they. The, is there any positives in this offense? Yeah, I feel like their offensive line could be pretty good. Um, they have Taylor Lewan and Span, and um, they have Warmack, who who maybe can finally reach his potential. They but they drafted Conklin, and I didn't get that for right tackle at all. They could have they could have got Laramie Tunsil, and they made some really strange decisions. What do you think the error was decisions. in him? Michigan guy, right? Michigan State guy, right? Yeah, what? I don't think that. I think Conklin just gets beat by really quick guys. And so Conklin's going to be going up against J.J. Watt and mm. David Clowney and mm. Dante Fowler. And, I mean, that division is not a division to have a, a guy at right tackle who can't handle somebody with a lot of speed coming across the edge. Well, at least so, he's not at left tackle. Slap getting the quarterback <laughs> tomahawked. <laughs> at least yeah. he'll, at least he'll I mean, get but to in see this it coming, division, right? It's worth it. In the AFC South, you have to be, I feel like the right tackle is more important because that's where Watt lines up. So yeah, but I've, I've seen JJ right. Watt get get um get embarrassed a couple of times. You know, he does a lot of strategic you know things, but he's like a robot. Sometimes he does a lot of the same things, and and you can you can trick him, you can do some things to him, and to keep him honest, even though he's a beast, there are some things you can do. But what you can't do is have that coming on your blind side. At least, like I said, at least it's on the side where maybe he can see it coming and, and won't you know be injured from not seeing it. So. The rookie there at right tackle, I do agree with you, is a little is a little rough, especially I don't know his game personally. Um, Conklin, I don't I don't I'm not gonna say he's a bum or he wasn't worthy, you know, of the position, but I'll say he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, you guys, not me. I don't know about this team, but I believe you because you're the man. Everyone says you're the man, so I, I'm gonna believe you. Uh tell me about the Titans defense. Um I, the defense is is could be better. Um, they weren't that great last year. I mean, nothing really on the 
the Titans last year was really to write home about. So they're just going to have to prove it. I mean, they have McCourty, and they have a couple other guys. They have Arakbo. They have Jones. So some of those guys are pretty good, but really it's just going to come down to how they execute. I mean, I, you have, I didn't see anything from the Titans defense last year towards the end of the season that you really feel like they have a lot to build on. And they have Casey too. Casey's a really good player. I feel like he's one of the best defensive linemen in the entire NFL. Um, mm. so they have a couple pieces, but I don't feel like anything on the Titans is going to be spectacular and them getting rid of Beckham, um, Darrell Green Beckham. Mm-hmm. This bad move so soon. Um, DHB, getting rid of him so soon, or DGB, um, with that trade to the Eagles that happened earlier this week, I feel like they gave up on him way too quickly. So, mm. I don't understand. I, Mike Malarkey, I feel like, is the worst of the, thir- you rank the 32 coaches, he's the worst. Uh, he just, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Malarkey is, is awful, and I don't understand how they kept him around. I feel so, you. I've yeah. I've I've, but, I've had some experiences with him, but you know we're moving yeah. on. You got any dirt on him? Because I can't stand that dude. Um, not dirt outside of him not being a, that good of a coach. You know, <laughs> no dirt. Yeah, he just he how he keeps getting jobs. I just don't get it. You might he might be having backdoor handshakes with people in other situations. You know, this league's a little shady. So if you keep seeing bums getting jobs, there's a reason for sure. We just we aren't we aren't privy to exactly why as fans and you know watchers of the game but um tell me um I, I know I know you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan but give me your honest prediction of one two three four in the division starting with four well you know starting with one whatever one you want to do it all right so starting with one I'll say that I'll just give my team the, the little boost because I really feel it's going to be pretty even with the three guys or with the three teams so I'll go Jaguars, Texans, Colts, Titans will be how the division ends up. And so wow. not everybody can go eight and eight. I'll go Jaguars somehow, find a way to be nine and seven, Texans and Colts eight and eight, and then the Titans probably four and twelve. Damn. See, I would have picked the Colts to win the division. Main reason is because I always look at who has the best quarterback. And um, even though I think Blake is definitely on the rise, I do believe Luck is the better quarterback, so I always give them the advantage. However, we're going to play uh, the Jags on Saturday, so I'll have a bird's-eye view of, you know, what I think of gonna be That's going to be a long week. That's going to be a long first quarter for your husband. Why? Why do you think that? Because <laughs> Allen Robinson, Hearns, man, they are so good. And then Mar- Marquise Lee is coming back healthy, Rashad Green. You do know that uh, we've played you guys multiple times with those same receivers, right? Yeah, but they're a year younger. They're, I mean, they're and a year Brent's older. And a year now. older. You think he went yeah. down? You like the Dolphin fans that think he went? He's on a decline. No, I think your husband's a good corner. I think he's a good oh, okay. corner. I just think it's going to be uh, Robinson. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the plays that he's been making. I've been the, seeing him for a while. He just doesn't make any of those plays on Brent Grimes. <laughs> okay, well, well, have have me back on Monday, and we'll talk about it yeah, again. Let's let's have a bet. Let's have a friendly bet. Let's say right. I, I let's over or under Blake Bortles throws the ball to Brent Grimes three times in the in the time he's out there, three times in his direction. All right, so he's probably only going to play for sure. Going to play a whole quarter? No, I think he's going to play a whole quarter. He played the whole quarter in the first game, so I'm imagining. He might play the whole game, whole quarter this game. All right, so we'll have to we'll have to put a caveat. If he plays the whole, if he gets three drives, then I would put it over. At three, I would say it's a push. Okay. Do it two and a half, and I'll say over. Okay, let's call it a push because three is my magic number. I'm always wanting him to get at least three balls in his direction because he doesn't really get to work on anything if he doesn't get any balls. He didn't get any the first game, zero. So I'm going to go three, and if it's three, we'll go push. But you're going to say. Is he following now, or is he, is he staying on one side of the field? I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I don't think they're doing any of that following thing. I think they've got a, a real legit defense now where they have, you know, disguises and, you know, drop back into, you know, some cover twos when it looks like, man, there's, there's a lot of disguising. So I know what they're doing. I'm just not going to tell you guys, basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. We love going to Jacksonville, man. I love the stadium. You guys have, in my opinion, you have the second best stadium in the NFL behind the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. I was just telling somebody that, like, what they did with, and they didn't even have to rebuild it. They just renovated it so yeah. well that, because I went up to the to the Jets stadium and I was telling somebody that stadium to be a billion dollar yeah. stadium is absolute what? garbage. It's not even dope. No, it's not dope. It's terrible. It's regular. Like, it's regular Diego, as hell. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's it's essentially like a bigger yeah. San Diego. Just it's, a concrete. Box yes, it's a concrete no jungle. Is what I called it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all, you are right. That's all it is. I, I, I think I'm going to try to get in that pool this time because I've been wanting to you get should. in it so bad. I don't want to look like a little loser, but I think it's pretty cool to sit in a pool drinking beer, watching football. That sounds like the perfect way to do it. But then I can't yell at my husband and talk to him on the sidelines. So maybe when he subs out, then I'll go up there and get in the pool. Yeah, go now. It's preseason, so go up there after like the second quarter. Yeah, you're going to be at the game, right? No, I live in uh, Texas, so I'm not traveling to this one. Oh, um, okay. Damn, but, I was going to say, let's get a beer together. All right, Miko. Well, thank you very much. Hey, before you go, tell everybody your social media, any way you want them to be able to reach you, to talk shit back to you, whatever. You know how people do. <laughs> yeah, I'm Uncle Chaps on Twitter, at Uncle Chaps, and I work for um, BarstoolSports.com, so you can check out my work on bar- Barstool Sports as well. All right, Chaps. Thank you so much for joining me. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, shout out to Chaps for that dope uh, analysis of the ASC South. I think he came with some good stuff. I can tell Chaps is a shit talker, so that's an instant follow for me on Twitter. No brainer. But um, up next, we've got a guy coming in as Sunday Fiasco. Now, I don't want to say your government name unless you want me to. You cool with that? Yeah, you can say it. It's Charles. Fine. What's up, Charles? Uh, I'm doing good. Just uh enjoying the end of the summer, ready to get back into football stuff as soon okay. as possible. Well, you were one of the other people that I got a lot of tweets from, um, some fans and, and when I said I needed somebody to talk about the AFC South. And so when I clicked on your uh, Twitter b- profile, I saw the Falcoholics on there and I said, hey, I need AFC South, not NFC. And, and can you repeat what you said to me? Uh, I said I'm a connoisseur of all things NFL South of the Mason-Dixon line. That's my thing. <laughs> Man, that's dope. I, I was impressed with that line. I was like, oh, snap. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so you're going to talk to me about the AFC South, right? Yep. Now, do you have a favorite team in the division? Is there is Does it matter or anything? Uh, the division, I kind of like the Jaguars this year. Oh, uh, the last guy was a Jags fan too. So let's start with that. I want to see if you guys say some of the same things. Tell me what you think about the Jags this year. Well, first off, I mean, I really think they really improved their defense this year. You know, they went out and signed Lee Jackson, uh, Sean Gibson, and Prince of the in free agency. And then in the draft, they were kind of blessed to have Miles Jack fall into their lap in the second round after, you know, they were after uh, picking Jalen Ramsey fifth overall. And you know, after the draft, Gus Bradley or uh, Dave Caldwell, they came out and said that they were thinking about taking Miles Jack with the fifth pick. So, when they saw that he was available in the second round, you know, that was a no-brainer decision for them to trade up a couple picks and make that selection. It looks like they got, you know, a uh, solid defensive line for this year to get Dante Fowler back from last year's uh, ACL injury. Uh, so Speak you know, up a got, little louder, Charles. Sorry uh, about that. You know, they got, they got Dante Fowler back from the 2015 draft. He mm-hmm. tore his ACL, you know, like a week after the draft. So he's going to play his first year. So it looks like they kind of got, you know, uh, cornerstone at edge rusher, middle linebacker, and cornerback. Uh, and, you know, the offense is really ascending too in their own right with Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson looking to make, uh, himself as you know, one of the top receivers in the league, if not the top receiver in the league this year. So there's a lot of young, talented players on Jacksonville squad and they seem to be trending in the right direction. And, you know, if they win enough games, maybe Gus Bradley can save his job and keep, you know, holding on to this young core for a few more years. Wow. Man, I, I, it's making me feel good about the Jags. We're getting ready to play them on Saturday. I'm sure you know that. So I'm going to get a, a, you know, a good, good, uh, bird's eye view from my seat with my beer. The Jags are on the rise. I do feel that. I, so yeah, I think Blake Bortles is definitely going to be the key of him, you know, turning the page and, and turning the corner of this new 
um, offense. You know, he's got some pretty good receivers. This guy was bragging about some dudes going to destroy my husband. You know, what do you think of Allen Robinson and Brent Grimes uh, going up against each other on Saturday? Uh, Allen Robinson against Brent, I guess Brent Grimes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I think Allen Robinson might, might be, you know, one of the top three or four receivers in the league. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Falcons fan at heart, so I love Brent. That's, you know, he was one of, the, like, one of my favorite players back when he was at his peak in Atlanta. But I, I think Allen might get the best of them a few times if they match up. Hmm? Have you ever seen this before? Hmm? Have you ever seen him get the best of Brent before? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Just curious. I don't know where you got it from. That's what I'm saying. What what would give you the 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 notion to say that he might get the best of them? I, I we've played them every year, pretty much the last couple of years, and he hasn't gotten anything. So I'm just wondering. I'm not not being shady. I, he's just no, never I, been I, on the radar. That's all. Yeah, I I just think that's how I I think Brent can still play for sure. I just think I I mean I just think that's how good Alan Robinson is. Okay. Uh, I, think he, I think he's an elite player in the league. I'm going to definitely have to watch it a little closer. You know, I, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's a pretty good athlete. You know, I, I look at athleticism before I look at anything else, and he's a pretty good athlete. Um, what about their defense? Tell me about the Jags' defense. Yeah, with the Jags' defense, it's all going gonna, gonna to be about pass rush because that's an area that they've really struggled in, struggled in the past few years. So, like I said before, they're really banking on, you know, Dante Fowler to be that. Uh, you know, premier guy off the edge, and you know it's his first year back, so I wouldn't put the expectations too high. I think we can kind of see a, a similar rookie season what we saw from a guy like Vic Beasley last year, who ended up with four sacks and you know let the Falcons in hurries. So if you can get you know four sacks from him and maybe Malik Jackson and the guys in the interior, they kind of uh, help him out on the inside. Of, I think it can be you know he average pass rush. I wouldn't anything crazy or you know like putting up 40 plus sacks or anything like that I think maybe in that 30 to 35 range would be a good number for them to target but I think a, a guy that you want to look for rushing the passes for the Jaguars is um the rookie from Maryland Yannick Ngakwe I, I probably butchered that last name but yeah he's had that's a pretty strong camp it's a tough one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's had a pretty strong camp and you know, from the vines that they're shooting out and from what I saw in the first preseason game, he looks like he's going to be a guy that's able to contribute from the get-go. But I, I'm really intrigued with his Jaguar secondary because Deshaun Gibson was, just a few years ago, he was one of the top, uh, he almost led the league in interceptions for the Browns a few years ago. And Devon House was pretty solid for them last year. And then they added Jalen Ramsey and Chris Lucamara, who were both starter quality players to the secondary. And, I think if you get a guy like Demetrius McCray, who was just absolutely brutal last year, if you can get him out of the lineup and you put in a guy like Ramsey who has upside out the ass and Luke Mary's been a solid pro, I think that Jaguar secondary is very, very improved. Nice. And Miles Jack, yep, and then Miles Jack on the inside, he's going to contribute to that pass coverage too. He was one of the best uh, coverage linebackers in the draft last year. Cool. So, you know, they, we've probably got some, some pretty good competition on offense. You know, we've got big wide receivers and tight ends. So secondary is definitely going to get a test on Saturday. I'm kind of excited to see what happens. You know, I think the Jags are yeah. on the rise. What do you think their record is this season? This season? Uh, I, I could, I could see them going. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go nine and seven. I think mm. they can get nine and seven. Same thing the other, and same thing Chap said. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think I think they can actually win the division this year because wow. I, I don't think the, the Colts did enough on defense to get better. And Titans are the Titans, and I, I don't I don't believe in Brock Osweiler for the Titans. you Jags fans. You guys really do think alike. I don't know if you guys are reading the same newspaper or what, but that's like exactly what Chap said. Let's talk about the Colts real quick because I'm an Andrew Luck fan. I know last year he looked a little sketchy, but. I know that was a, a lot of that had to do with injury. So, um, what do you think of the Jag of oh, Jags? What do you think of the Colts this season with a healthy Andrew Luck? See, I, I really like what the Colts are doing on offense, especially with the offensive line. You know, they spent you know, three or four draft picks on the offensive line. The first round pick, Ryan Kelly, the center from Alabama. Uh, there were a lot of people calling him, you know, a quote unquote general uh, generational center prospect. He's already in the starting lineup and performing well. But 
the defense is uh, – the, the pass rush isn't there. They're still soft against the run. They have one legit defensive back, Devontae Davis, who's, you know, who's one of the better cornerbacks in the league, but besides him, it's pretty weak on my defense. So I think it's going to come down to how well Andrew Luck can make it work with, you know, T.Y. Hilton and Dwayne Allen and Dante Moncrief in their first-round picks from last year, Philip Brissett. And I'm a, I'm a big Andrew Luck fan. I think last year you can kind of throw it out the window because he was dealing with that rib injury. But every, every other year in the league, I think he's been spectacular, you know, the top five or six quarterback. And, you know, if he can get back to where he was in 2014, they, I mean, they'll always have a shot to win the division. And if you get into the playoffs, who knows what happens? Who knows what right. happens? Right. Like, Any given Sunday. When they got to the, yep. Like when they got to the uh, AFC Championship game a few years ago. But unfortunately, got blown out by the Patriots. But mm. if you have a guy like Andrew Luck playing at his peak, anything can happen. But I just think the defense is, is, is the, the talent's not there for them to really kind of you know be a big threat towards the rest of the AFC this season. Uh, Osweiler, are you a fan? What do you think? Excuse me, Osweiler. What do you think? What do you what do you think he's going to do with those with those Texans? Big contract, Uh-oh. new guy. You know, their defense is already kind of, you know, pretty set with Watt and those other guys. But offensively, they definitely needed that quarterback. Because what do they have, two or three quarterbacks last year they kept, you know, right yeah, in and like, out? It was crazy. It was like, it was like Brandon Whedon, uh, Tom Savage, and one other guy. I don't even remember the name. Oh, Ryan Mallett, who yeah. got traded to the Ravens. But I don't, I, just, I just don't believe in Osweiler. I don't think he's that good. Um I thought last year with the Broncos, you know, with the defense that good, you just have to play well enough to not lose because that defense isn't going to give up many points. Right. Uh, I mean, we saw what they did to that Panthers offense in the Super Bowl, just absolutely destroyed them. And we just kind of saw when Brock was in the game, kind of, you know, take over that game manager role and throw the screens to Marius and Emmanuel Sanders. And, you know, you don't really, there's not too much you can do to really mess that situation up. But with the Texans, you know, that that defense is talented, but it's not near as talented as the Broncos defense from 2016. So I, I think, you know, he's going to have to be a little bit more precise with the ball down the field. You know, he does have a great receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, who's, you know, one of the top one of the top ten receivers in the league easily. And I really like Lamar Miller that they signed from Miami. I think he's mm. done his own right. I don't think they gave him the ball enough in Miami personally, but well, you know why, I, right? I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why they did he, that. They, he was up for a new contract, and they didn't want him to have certain numbers, and they'd have to pay him more. But you can't do that because other teams get to watch the film, and they see you subbing him out. It's so dumb. I don't know why teams don't just play the guys, let them get their numbers, and let them you know win and be great. And then you just you still got to let them go if you can't afford them. Yeah. You know, but you know they could have won more games if they'd have played him more. Dummies. But anyway, yeah, that was all I, I think no, it's fine. <laughs> I think this is I, I think this is gonna be I think the Texas offense is gonna have to, you know, kinda rely on Lamar Miller to, you know, clean up where Brock Osweiler makes his mistakes. You know what was really funny to me was when after the Texas signed Osweiler, Bill O'Brien had never even met Osweiler before Osweiler signed the contract. So I mean that that's just kind of a weird start to a, a new era like how are you going to not meet your franchise quarterback before you hand him 72 million dollars but I mean to each his own I, I don't really see that working out too well this year but maybe uh maybe Bill O'Brien can kind of get some get some juice going out of that offense you know because they, they kind of picked it up towards the end of the year with I mean with just cast off playing at quarterback so maybe a guy like Osweiler who does have some talent can, can make things click there but the last preseason game last week was not was not a very strong spot for you. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the Titans. Yeah, Chaps said they're the worst team in the division. I'm pretty sure you agree. Yeah. Is it because of the offense or the defense or both? It's because of Mike Malarkey. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> dude, that the dude same is a, thing. That dude is a clown. Like, Oh, my you, God. You, they spent the last. The, the second overall pick on Marcus Mariota, I mean, who had a phenomenal rookie year when he was in the lineup, and in everything that they've done this offseason is just going in the opposite direction of that. You know, they 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 go out and sign DeMarco Murray, who was 
or a trade for him, actually, who was just abysmal in Philadelphia last year. So part of that was to the offensive line, but still, you know, he had 500 touches the year before in Dallas, and we've kind of seen that running backs who get a lot of carries, their, their body starts to decline pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so he, he's already said that they're going to come out and take a more ground-and-pound approach, which which doesn't really make sense when you look at where the league is heading. And you have a guy who's ascending to be a top-flight passer, and you don't really do much to surround him with weapons. In fact, you trade away Dorito Green Beckham the other day to the Eagles. So I, I don't really, I don't really get what they're trying to do on offense. They signed, uh, well, I, I should say they hired Brian Rubisky, who was the, rec- the receivers coach for the Falcons. Yeah, to, I know Rubisky. To be the offensive coordinator. So it just kind of seems like Malarkey's kind of trying to get the gang back together. He drafted Derrick Henry to, you know, be the new bell cow back for the Titans after uh, Murray's knees eventually die, and it's just it it just seems like they're they're turning in the wrong direction. On offense, it, like they should be building around Mariota. The quarterback, but it seems yeah. Like Maybe yeah, they figured out like he, he he's not what they thought, so they're like, well, damn, we can't. You know, I I, I always had my 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 reservations yeah, but, about him coming out of college. You know, because I didn't see what everybody else was seeing. You know, with that offense in in Oregon. But maybe they figured it out, and they're like, you know what? We've got to be a ground-and-pound type of team. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and to Malarkey's credit on that, he was the offensive coordinator last year, so maybe there's some stuff he sees behind the scenes that we don't because you know, we never know right. what, what's completely going on in those you know, NFL meeting rooms and practices. But I mean, just from, from where I'm sitting like, you know, behind a computer watching, it looks like Mariota was, you know, it, he looks like a dynamic talent who's kind of starting to figure it out, but... Well, I mean, we'll see where this is going. I, I do like uh, Rashard Matthews that they signed from the Dolphins. I just don't know if you want him being, you know, like your number one receiver. Oh, he can play. One thing yeah, I can tell you about him, the there's not a route he can't run. You know, you have some receivers where they only can specifically do certain routes. He, he's he got the entire tree in his in his back pocket, and he's definitely a dog. He's he's not a punk. He's aggressive, so I I do believe that if they can get the ball to him, they can do some things because he he's he's nice. I I got I got to give him his props. Just get, yeah, can they he, get him the ball? Yep, and I do like their tight end uh, Delaney Walker. I think he's pretty good too. So I I don't really get why you're trying to run the ball when you have you know a quarterback who can throw and you've got Delaney Walker who's really made a name for himself who's coming over to Tennessee and a guy like Matthews on. It, it just seems like they just throw They might have figured it out. They, they might have figured it out. That he might not be have. that dope. You know, he he really might not be that dope. So if we see a lot of ground and pound, then we're already going to know that they're, they're not yeah. sold on him, they, but they've got to, you know, roll with him because, you know, he's the face of their franchise. Yeah, I will say that Derrick Henry did look really nice last week versus, versus Chargers. Okay, I didn't he check the game. Good. He did? Yeah, he he looked. He's for a six three of two hundred fifty pound guy. He's got some really quick feet and he's fast. Um, I like cool. their defensive line too. With Jarrell, Jarrell Casey and Arakpo and Derek Morgan. Yeah. I think those guys those guys can really get some pressure on the quarterback. And I think their secondary is pretty underrated. But I I don't know the offense. It just it just seems like a bunch of pieces were. Like on paper, they don't really fit well together. But maybe, maybe Mike Malarkey is a super genius and his third head coach is <laughs> He's got, he's got something, he's got something planned for you guys. Are talking shit about him? He's like, oh, everybody thinks I stink, <laughs> huh? Wait, where do I do this this year? I guess we're all going to get to watch pretty soon. We got three weeks before week one. Tell me your prediction for the uh, division one through four. One through four. I'm going to go Jacksonville at the top, uh, Indianapolis. Coming in second, Houston at third. I, I still think you know, with JJ Watt, JJ Watt alone can win you some games, even if he's going to be at eighty percent to start the season or whatever. And then Tennessee uh, at four. Yeah. I still, I still don't think overall this is a very strong division. But you know, when you, get you don't to the want playoffs, it to be when you're on your on, trying to come up, right? You want it to be a right. little weaker. So you got a chance. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, so um, what do you think their record is? You said nine and seven. Nine and seven for the Jaguars. Uh, although eight and eight for the for the uh, Colts, seven and nine for the Texans, and then four and twelve for the Titans. You guys are freaking hilarious. You and Chaps with these same predictions. It's so funny. Um, 
Yeah, that was good. Thank you so much for joining me. Tell everybody your Twitter and any other way that they can read about you or hear some of your stuff. Uh, my Twitter is at Sunday Fiasco. Uh, I actually just started with Bleach Report this week, so I'll be working on a like, NFL 1000 projects for them through you know throughout the season and some other stuff for draft season. So you can check me out there. Cool. Thank you so much, Charles, for joining me. And I'm definitely going to follow you too. You like a shit talker as well, like chaps. We're going to have some fun this year. Thanks for joining me, though. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Shout out to Charles at Sunday Fiasco for joining me to represent the AFC South. It's kind of strange. Him and Chaps had pretty much dead spot on predictions for the division, as well as the records and what they think about the quarterbacks. And that was kind of weird. And I was like, damn, are they reading the same paper? Maybe not. Maybe they just really believe that. And it might be true. I might have to start following some AFC South reporters and see exactly what's going on uh we're playing them saturday so i'll, I'll get to see the jags uh right in my face right in my face on saturday saturday night game game number two of the preseason i'm not really sure how much um the buck star is going to play but I'm, I'm predicting at least the first quarter since they played that um in the first game so i think it's going to be a good season i hope you guys really enjoyed this afc nfc south edition of my podcast i'm going to do uh next week i'm definitely going to do probably the afc and nfc east and then i'll go north and then i'll go west and i'll definitely drop in some other podcasts in between there i know you guys love when i talk shit and go on rants about all kind of stuff so that's still going to be coming too but i've got to get all this football off because football is back thank you guys for joining me make sure you tag me if you like my podcast share the link show your girl some love i'm out